Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mistletoe and wine, ladies and gentlemen. It's nearly Christmas, but the football rabble is now. My name is Marcus Spiller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's here. I've eaten so many mince pies already. And Pete Donaldson's here. Merry Christmas, everyone. Wonderful time of the year. <laughs> there it is, ladies and gentlemen, the most wonderful time of the year, in case you were wondering. Didn't you do that last week, the most wonderful time of the year? Still no, is, no. mate. Still no, is, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Special mention for the commentator who uh, said that, I think I mentioned it on the show at the time, uh, he said, it's the most wonderful time of the year, the League One playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> some actually, some people actually believe that. <laughs> I, I think he did believe it at the time. He was well yeah. into it. He was at Wembley, it was Wembley for the final. It was a lovely summer's day. He's probably thinking, life does not get much better than this. <laughs> I think it does. Well, yeah. championship playoff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, it, wasn't, he wasn't on that one. That's further into the, uh, the summer months. It is. Um, and it's a bigger game, as we all know. Uh, Claudio Ranieri won the Coach of the Year at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year Awards. Fair. Richly deserved. Hmm. He was getting pelters on Twitter, though, wasn't he? Why? Not right, though. Well, because, oh, he didn't, I haven't had a very good second season. It's like, shut up. 
Have um, some joy in your I, life. Again, it's I, not I, all I, been um, bad because they're out of the Champions League. <laughs> I nominated him for my man of the year on the Christmas special, so you yeah, feel that that was in tune, in, you know, the, an influence. I feel like I'm in tune with the general public, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lovely place to be. Yeah. Hashtag Brexit, hashtag yeah. Trump. Let's all have a hug. <laughs> Let's all have a hug. You <laughs> said that he should be on the timeout. Uh, magazine. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was you. But I think that was you, wasn't it? Mark? All those gags are in the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah and, some, and, some, and some other better ones. <laughs> <laughs> Mark is getting Time Out and Time Magazine mixed up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's some, one of my faves. And some Ment gags are in there. <laughs> <isn't> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, apart from the great man himself, who's your favourite Claudio, Jim? <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to have to go for like the, what, who I consider the main Claudio, and mm. I include Mr. Ranieri in that. Claudio Canesia. Mm. Oh, Big. that's me as well. That's my one as well. This never happens. I knew I knew someone would have uh, Mr. Yeah, Kinesia, so it's I thought be Kinesia. I agree. I, I saw him um, at um, it was the FA Cup semi final that we went to. I think it was. It's me and you, Jim. It, yeah, was it Chelsea Spurs? I think it might have oh, been. No, it was Chelsea Liverpool. I think it and, might have been. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, no, 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 it was. It, I think it was a, that it, year. It was, was Chelsea Spurs and Liverpool Everton? I was about to say it was Liverpool yeah. v Everton because I was at the other one. He um, he was wearing like a, like a snake skin suit. <laughs> and nobody seemed to realise like that's Claudio Kinesia. That guy's a genuine legend. Yeah, he played for Boca and River yeah. and Dundee, and I, and I mean, no, I I haven't done the research, but I assume no one else can say that. <laughs> R- Rangers did a classic Rangers thing when he played for Dundee. He turned up, and it was like, oh, he's actually quite good. Right, well, we'll remove that thorn in our side <laughs> and sign him <laughs> on the bench. bench. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I've got further reasons why he's the greatest. One is that he's got a son called Axel, and I don't care what you say, mm. that is definitely because he looked like Axel Rose for yep. years. And yes. He thought, yeah. I'm, naming, I'm naming my son after him because he's going to look like him as well. well He's, he's, there are, I think there are three reasons he's, he's potentially named his son that because you know he's around in the eighties, around in the nineties, very very much of that era. So it's you know it's Axel Rose as you say, yeah. yeah. Perhaps Axel Foley um, from Beverly Hills Cop, or perhaps mm. Axel Beverly from Hills the what? computer game um, Beverly Hills Cop. I thought you said Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> I thought you did as well. <laughs> He didn't put a banana in that tailpipe. Oh, yeah. really? who, who knows? Is that mm. the porno version? <laughs> well, I, I assume yes. Oh, oh God, yes. If it isn't, yeah. if it isn't, hello YouTube. It, as we know, <laughs> if it exists, <laughs> there's a porn of it. So yeah, exactly. presumably yeah. that is there. What's your third the reason? The other one I was going to say was uh, the character Axel from the um, 90s beat em up streets it's of a rage. rage. Yeah, one of the main characters. Also, Kanisha's middle name is Paul. <laughs> that's up there with Alan Valderrama. Yeah, that's up there with Lionel Messi. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, true. There's also um, the, the great another great thing about Claudio Canigia is that he um, he played in three World Cups, which is brilliant. But the, yeah. one of the great things about that was he played in '90 and '94. Mm. Then he was ostracised from the national team for a while. I think I think about five years because the coach Daniel Passarella refused to pick players who had long hair. That's mm. right. Canigia <laughs> refused to cut his mm. hair. Take that, the Damn man. Right, yeah. Get rid of those sideburns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, also, he also came back for World Cup. 2002 after that I mean that's phenomenal isn't it but didn't play he was on the bench they were in England's group Argentina that that year Mm. Uh, but I think he was the first player to be sent off from the bench for having a massive pop at the referee during the <laughs> Sweden game. And Argentina <laughs> were terrible that, that year. They got knocked out in the group stage. Mm. Um, and uh, might possibly because they didn't pick an Egypt. He was on the bench the whole mm. time. But yeah, so uh, legend. Real Is he doing dribbler. topless guitar solos? He, well, yeah, he was grunge, wasn't he? Yeah, he also looks a bit like a stockier uh, Sebastian Back from Skid Row. <laughs> <laughs> would you say he was grunge? I'd say he was well, more the Guns N' Roses. The no, but the hair was quite lank. So I'm thinking Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam. Jim, for mm. me, he's cock yeah. rock. He is cock rock. He's a me. bridge. He's hair a bridge for me, yeah. I can I can see both. And I think I think he can. He can straddle both. There was a me and Jim unprecedented scenes with both taking Kinesia. Yeah, all right. Who's who's set out the better case? Is the question. 
Uh, we'll share the points. We don't mind. Okay. Yeah, it's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas yeah, time. You don't give to receive. If mm. you get them. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, what have you got in your stocking? I've got uh, the fine Brazilian defender and Newcastle United hero, Claudio Casapa. <laughs> <laughs> Literally don't even remember him. Was he, was he black and bald? Black and bald, yeah. yeah. Well, he had short hair anyway, certainly. But probably, thought... <laughs> probably the only time a poor performance against Portsmouth killed a, man career, a man's career. You know, his whole career was destroyed after that moment. I, I, I resent that. <laughs> <laughs> he was a man who captained Leon to five league untitles. Oh, fair play. He was Brazilian defender of the year in like 89, 99, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, when 99. Did he play for you, about 2002? Uh, 2007 to 2009. I'm actually looking at uh, my secret Santa gift that somebody got me this year. Newcastle United's uh, Worst Ever Players by Peter Nuttall. How many volumes? <laughs> it's quite a few. <laughs> it's quite a few it goes, yeah. it goes that from is an enormous <laughs> book. It goes, <laughs> is this, is this, just, this is just an e book? I thought you'd got all of the Encyclopedia Britannicas all taped together. <laughs> is this just direct? from the club's archive. I thought you had 400 copies of War and Peace there, <laughs> back to back. There's some lovely ones there. Uh, Andreas Anderson, Dave Besant, Titus I've, Bramble. I've never heard of Andreas Anderson. Christian Bad uh, Besedas, uh, Des him. Hamilton, Boom, Albert Luque. Pete, how many of these are called Claudio? Stick Boom, to the not, Yeah, all right, OK. <laughs> Carl Sorrant. Just, just shoehorning it in. Yeah. Alan Shearer. <laughs> Michael Owens in here. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just basically goes on about how he... Uh, he was blighted by injury after a, a fairly strong start in one match against um, uh, Barnsley, I think it was. A fairly uh, strong start <laughs> in one match. <laughs> But uh, the actual the actual entry goes um, after just nine minutes against uh, against Portsmouth at St James's Park in mm. 2007 November. A hopeful punt up the field by Portsmouth seemed to be dropping out of the sky directly on Casapa's head. His concentration was broken temporarily, and he allowed the ball to bounce. Completely lost, he allowed Benjani to yeah, nip in that. and fire a shot past Steve Harper yeah. to make it two 0 Two minutes later, a misjudged header by Stephen Taylor mm, puts Casapa <laughs> in trouble, and before he could react, uh, Utaka. Had yeah. uh, brushed him aside and taken the ball around a bewildered Steve Harper and annoyed, you'd assume, as well, wow. to make it 3 0. And he never recovered any sort of form. Well, if, you, if you've been embarrassed by Johnny mm. Tucker and Benjani yeah. Mawariwari, then you're probably in a bit of a bit of a yeah. shit But I mean, going, any... from, going from five league untitles to yeah. that. Hang on, did you say he was voted Brazilian Defender of the Year in, in the late 80s or 1990? No, 1999. Oh, 99. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 All right, but fair he, I mean, any defender getting beaten by the bounce that that can kill them. I think, in fact, didn't that also happen to Boom Song at one point in his new car? Oh, yeah. he had a, a multitude of problems. <laughs> uh, I think I speak for everyone when I say we haven't got time for that line. <laughs> that. But I'll tell you something now, Marcus. You've got Claudio Canidia versus yeah. Claudio Casapa. Yeah, yeah, you know do, where they should go. Do the right thing. I, <laughs> which is carry on. Claudio Marchisio. Okay, yeah. Okay. More of a serious answer. That's yeah, okay. indeed. <laughs> I, I, I say this because I, safe. I recently... Because he is a box-to-box midfielder. He is versatility yeah, he's good in, a, in, a, in a footballer. He can play all across that midfield. He has an incredible engine on him. Now, obviously, we don't condone this because it's foolish, but he smokes. Yeah. What so, does he smoke, though? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Do you mean tobacco? Other Goals. midfielders. Mm. Um... Imagine what, how good an engine that man has on him. Imagine if he didn't smoke. I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure um, consecutive managers have suggested that. Not in Italy. They probably got him to smoke. Yeah. How, many, how many do you have to smoke for it to, be, to have any effect in the first 15 years of smoking? Again, a YouTube video for next week. <laughs> we'll see, yeah, we'll see if we can get you 15 years worth of cigarettes. Yeah, make me you smoke know, a, a big airport carton of cigarettes. To make this, like, a, um, like a naughty dad. To make this go full circle, famously, mm. to fund the recording of Guns N' Roses' first studio session, mm. they, they did several medical uh, tests and it was paid, were paid for them. And one of them was studying the effects of non, not, no sleep. And the other one was studying the effects of uh, non-stop smoking. 
I believe uh, two or three of the members of the band did that. So I, wow. I bet one of them was bloody Slash. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Good God. Slash reported no immediate change to his lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this testing's what? Cut it been, down, if anything. Was this like a 30-year testing? Yeah, you can stop now. <laughs> it's only I, a long weekend. Yeah. I always, can I always you like, stop bringing Claudio Kinesia? <laughs> his <laughs> agent's furious. I always like uh, the guitarist that put the uh, cigarettes on the end of like the um, yeah. the extra string that's kind of hanging off the top of the peg. Oh, they put it in the string between mm. the, uh, the the head of the guitar, don't they, and the string, but mm. it's really tight, yeah. There was a, or they stab it into the um, top of it, Hendrix to the filter. Did, Hendrix did that. Mm. Yeah, okay, Hendrix was, did that. There was a story of Slash uh, dropping a cigarette down his leather trousers halfway through a very long solo. Oh, really? Oh. Deary me. But Luke and Jim have got the point. Yes! Yes! Claudio Kinesia. Oh, come on, I can't. Kasafa didn't make it. Not this time. <laughs> I'll tell you something now. Kasafa is absolutely delighted with a mention on a football show. <laughs> yeah. Indeed uh, he is. Let's go to the Premier League. Chelsea got even more points. Diego Costa pounced again. He did, didn't he? Lot he of, um, pounced. A lot of Sky Sports chat about they're only winning 1-0. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you That's, keep doing it. Against, another, against a title challenger, yeah. Don't, don't see any goals. In those 11 wins... Against the title challenger. <laughs> against, oh. In those 11 wins, they've had they've had a lot of clean sheets as well. They're, they're, they're frightening at the moment. I mean, it was a pretty boring game, yeah. and it was only that little uh, uh, glimmer of, of a chance, and, and Costa gobbled it up. It's all he needs these days, isn't it? It's all he mm. needs. And then he popped up with a lovely little yellow. Wasn't yeah. That, um, I think I saw a stat on Twitter, so apologies for... Um, whoever I've lifted this from but I think it was his, Chelsea's first headed goal of the season wow I don't know that that could be cool though if it is, I'd, love, I'd love that to be true mm. I'd bloody love that to be true um, also <laughs> another, another little stat well, get these out of the way because I know how much Don- Donaldson hates, hates them I'm against, um, stat. I'm against modern stats ok well have a, have, a, have a bang on this Pete okay. hates 87% of stats <laughs> <laughs> It's good. That was my stat, so yeah. Carry no, on. Sorry, carry no, on. Uh, it's the first time um, that I can't find it. Ah, it's like Chelsea you've been statted. Here we go. Chelsea won their 11th league game in a row on Saturday, a statistic which is noteworthy because only Liverpool, mm. okay, in 2013 14, <laughs> have managed to win 11 games or more in a row in the league and not sub- subsequently gone to win the title. Mm. That so, is a big stat, Peter. There you go. Big call, mm. Pete. What do you think of it? He'll cut it out. What's your analysis? <laughs> I'll get it cut out. Pete, this is a stat you'll uh, in- enjoy, perhaps, because. It- <laughs> <laughs> that was my interest shutting down. <laughs> that was my computer shut off, so now I can't do any more stats. <laughs> Palace, in contrast, have won one in their last 11. Yeah. It's a stinker, isn't it? But, I mean, they were playing that team, so... Yeah. yeah. We'll yes. wait until next week they, they, to give was... our opinion on Pardew. OK. They what if they don't win any go. matches over, over Christmas, though? What, what if they don't win any ever matches again. ever? <laughs> that, that, he, they must be the worst performing team in Europe now. Because they were, they were think, up there. They won a couple of matches, didn't they? I think they're the, wor- they the, wor- so the worst team in England in the calendar year. I think, I think they that's were right, a few right. weeks ago, yeah. yeah. But I think they've had a win since then. Um, even so, this, this is all stat stuff, isn't it? Pete? Yeah, yeah. Like it. You don't hate like it. it. <laughs> Damn, I can't <laughs> prove my pardew head. They are in real trouble. They're, I think, a point above the relegation zone. Mm. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, 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 kind of, they did work hard in the game. Chelsea just, just stood up to them too well. I, don't, I mean, I don't... Chelsea stood up to Crystal no, Palace. No, but what, I'm, what I mean is that you know, whenever Palace did have the ball, because there was a point in the second half where they had they had quite a yeah, bit I of the possession, they had, they had but a Chelsea period just of, block you off so well. Yeah, I saw the game um, and I agree. They had parts of the game where they looked okay, Palace, and 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 they 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 did show themselves to be ruthless. They played mm, Man played very well too. He did, uh, and uh, he, yeah, he played well, and and they had, they played Man United before that, mm. and they and they showed themselves to be quite ruthless when they got a chance. They carved United apart mm-hmm. for that goal. It's a lovely move, and they they were able to score. But Chelsea is so miserly at the moment yeah. 
Um, they look so well balanced. They know what they're doing. Mm. They're a very, very good team. Very good team. And um, I'm sure we'll come on talk to talk about Arsenal in a minute. But <clears throat> Chelsea are a reflection of their manager. Yes. It's a massive reflection of their manager. And the best they teams are. are. Well, that leads me on uh, quite neatly because Antonio Conte turned up to the Chelsea staff Christmas party, which. It's, it was a big, big surprise. They were expecting just a video message from the big man, but he came to deliver a speech to a rousing reception, stayed for a couple of hours. Now, this is this is not um, coaching staff. Hmm. These are, you know, security members, um, the people working in the uh, in the cafe, yeah. all, that, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And actually, Conte was saying, you know, thank you for the work you do. It does have an effect on us on the pitch and all that kind of stuff. And you, 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 you can imagine Conte doing that, that mm. every little detail he wants to take care of. Every imagine little... him walking past like a cafe worker in that party and... Going, oi, you're playing Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> then just what? killing it on the dance you're floor. You're playing Saturday? That's, yeah. Oh, I'm only joking. But Conte, <laughs> you're playing in, in your role that you're paid <laughs> yeah. to do. Yeah. But Conte at Juventus got them going again after they'd fallen down, of course, since the Calciopoli scandal and so on and so forth. And, uh, and, uh, and made them the force that they are being reckoned with right now. Obviously, Allegri's done some very good work of his own. And now Conte looks like he's doing that exact same thing to Chelsea. And you're right, look at Luke. They do look... Um, a reflection of their manager, full of passion, full of grit, determination, but also full of guile and full of cunning and tactical yeah. awareness. Oh, oh, keep going, Marcus. McConte <laughs> as a player, like a really like decent, yeah. hard midfield player, mm. but good as well. Um, and it's no, it's no surprise that he's taken that sort of mentality into his coaching career. And that, that, as I said before, the team are a reflection of him. Team a reflection of him. Are Manchester City a reflection of Pep? They beat Arsenal two one. Well, I think yeah. Arsenal are a reflection of Wenger for sure. Well, it's coming up again, isn't it? It's this uh, this point of the season where. Well, not necessarily point of the season, but a couple of couple of bad games in a row, and like it's just um, they've dropped off. Yeah, I mean it's it's the second half is the, is the worrying thing about it because the performance was just really really listless and just you know it's just it's it's Arsenal at their worst. They have this kind of timidity at times where it's it's just happened so many times. You sort of you see that it almost looks like a fear creeps in and they stop doing basic stuff right and they just they just I don't know they, they allow themselves to be dominated by by teams who are just, just appear to want it more. And well, it doesn't well, seem to matter who the staff. Well, Look at that back four. It was so, so weird. And it was shown the fact that, um, that Theo scored his goal really, really early. Mm, well it was taken. a terrible... It was well taken. Well but taken. It was, but it, I mean, you would argue that the, 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 the winner for Manchester City was just as well taken because there wasn't that much space to, yeah. to hit. And also, I think um, Czech could have done a little bit better, possibly, at his near post. Mm. I've definitely 100%. I, I don't think he saw the shot coming. I think no. it was a very hard shot at the near post and it came for a crowd of players. Was, was he put off by the man offside? He, could, he may well be, I don't think so, actually. I don't think he put I don't know. Play. I've... I've there's definitely an argument there because Silver was the first very goal, quick. The first goal wasn't offside, was it? I think it was. Was it? Yeah, I it, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it was close, but I, it, it okay. looked off to me. But then it would, wouldn't it? I've only seen it. Goggles on. Yeah, I've only seen it once. So I'd, I'd defer to, uh, to one you. One man's guys, offside is one man's onside. It, mm. Well, it seems like it is. <laughs> um, first time City have won a Premier League game after being behind at half time since November 2012, Pete. What do you think of that one? <laughs> that is a stunning statistic. Four years, considering that they've won league titles. Mm. Uh, you know, and that 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 and that game, by the way, was it was against Spurs and it was 2-1 and Dzeko scored a last minute winner and Silva slipped him in and it was when AVB was at Spurs um, and uh, they battered him it was one all for ages they battered him and, but, Bale, but Spurs had Bale at the time and, and, but they were always a threat on the break sort yeah. of thing um, but it made me think of um, the Spurs v City not to go off piece too much but Spurs v City is the definitive entertaining um, Premier League fixture of this era 
I mean, oh, it's a big shout, but, well, I, I but I'm listening. Now. I'm listening. Well, listen, listen, since 2011, the results between Spurs and City in the pre- uh, in, in total have been five uh, one away, three two, two one, three one, six nil, five one away, four one, nil one, four one, one two, two nil. There's been a lot of big. Get that mercy, Monday. They're good, but that, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. some of them have been quite one sided. But I do remember that three two when Spurs came roaring back, and yeah. Defoe had that chance, and then I think Balotelli scored a late penalty. I would say. The, the the biggest or most exciting fixture in in the modern era is uh, Swansea versus Crystal Palace. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Five four alone. How modern are we talking? You're only, because you're only as good as your last fixture. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I would certainly say. Uh, Yaya Torre played. He did. he did. He was in there. Fernando um, uh, as well. So they were going for a bit more of. Well, I'd say steel, but Yaya Torre mm. is more of sort of liquid metal. Yeah, he's in T one thousand. Yeah. But, but now, <laughs> indeed, Big Veng, rusty T one thousand. Big Veng sla- <laughs> slammed the Everyone. referees, saying that they were protected like lions in the zoo. Although lions yeah. are sort of held, it's more like a captivity kind of situation. Whereas I think referees yeah. do get to run but around. It's, it's so typical. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to bang on about Arsenal too much, but it's so typical. that would be on a Luke Moore soundboard. It's so typical. <laughs> <laughs> it's so typical of Arsenal that. You know, City are on the ropes. They're a team who've shown to have weaknesses at the back. Um, and, and, and do you know what it happened? It happened a few years ago when um, everyone was beating Man United. Man United looked, yeah, looked vulnerable right. yeah. for the first time in years and years. Mm. And they were getting beaten. All, and you never, it got to the stage, they weren't getting beaten by everyone, but it got to the stage where everyone who played them fancied it. It was, against, mm. it was under Moyes. And that's right. And then Arsenal rolled mm. over 1-0. We lost 1-0 to a, a Robin Van Weasel shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was the most typical Arsenal football. goal. It's Absolutely. Like, and I, I just don't think Wenger's got it in him. I just don't think he's got it in him to mm. say, right, we smell blood here. Mm-hmm. Let's go and get it. Let's blow him away. You score a, score a goal, go again. That was the score season Newcastle won at Manchester United for the first time in my lifetime. There's your evidence. <laughs> yeah. Swansea won there. Yeah. I think Stoke Luke. won there. Yeah. Everyone was winning there. Particularly true away as well, because the, the, the sort of most memorable performances um, for, of the past few years have obviously been beating Chelsea at home this season and Man United at home last season. But then away, it's, mm. it's, they struggle so much. Beat City a few years ago, but I mean, it's literally a few years ago. It's, it's yeah. just not good enough. I think mm. one of the frustrating things is actually Arsenal went a goal up. And uh, and you thought to yourself, right, go on now, do something, yeah. and then of course the, the same thing comes back. Uh, Man City players wearing uh, the, the the shirts with uh, Gundogan's uh, mm. number eight on it in tribute to his uh, the badly injured teammate, of course. Um, even Gundogan himself tweeted that, "Don't worry, I'm still alive." I mean, Harambe yeah. is tweeting about how stupid that is. <laughs> <laughs> if Arsenal did that, it'd be every week. <laughs> we put it on this week. It'd be like one of those. Uh, I just think they'll try to get rid of the shirts. To be honest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that shirt looks nice. I yeah. might buy one for myself. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, jerseys, Peter, the Arsenal. Arsenal players were filming creating their own Christmas jumpers. Not quite jerseys, but jumpers. Well, they were like sticking sort of felt shapes on each other, weren't they? Yeah, Danny yeah. Welbeck had a, a sort of a tinselly affair going on on his jumper. I can't get enough. I think Santi Cazola might be the new Zoella. Because he's in so the many new? of the videos. Zoella. Can't we haven't got time for this now, Martin. <laughs> She's I know who she I thought, yeah. he said, I thought he was trying to say Zola. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, little creative player. I've been fortunate enough, and I was fortunate, really, it's the right word, to spend a couple hours in Cazola's t- company, and he is a great man. Mm. I'll just, I, will, just I would watch him every day. Him and Purr. Yeah, but, he's one, pie. but he's one of those because pe- always one of those people who just finds everything funny. Yeah, like he, he's infectious, mm-hmm. absolutely infectious. He's like, a, as we said before, he's like a little woodland animal. He's delight. He's a delight. <laughs> he's joyous. A woodland animal. He's the football Chris Agabusi. It's worth <laughs> checking out. <laughs> squirrel. It's worth checking out that video. It's, it's very, very entertaining. Mm. Mm. It's, that, it's almost like one of those things where you think if you took yourself out of the situation and and looked at it on its own merits. 
How did we get here? How are footballs now doing this? Yeah. <laughs> it, absolutely. But I was, I saw that video going, doing the rounds thinking, oh, God, Arsenal are going to get loads of pelters for this because, you know, they've just had a t- two defeats in the row. And now it's like, oh, this is what they're doing. They don't care. And I, I looked at who was in it. It's like, oh, they're all injured. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all injured. Might as well, you know. Listen, they can't win games for us. They can at least raise our social media profile. <laughs> <laughs> they can win hearts and minds. And clubs do think about that, by the way, because I've worked with uh, sponsorship partners who, who sp- partner up mm. with clubs. Mm. And the clubs are very sensitive to stuff going out after they've been beaten or whatever they have to schedule mm. things carefully because the fans do get really annoyed because the fans I think the fans think oh, you shouldn't be having a good time but you've I mean, lost games chances mm. are it wouldn't even be recorded in that week no it, wouldn't, thing, no, yeah. it wouldn't no it wouldn't no indeed it's like the Hootenanny <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, which I believe is done in March. <laughs> it is recorded early, isn't it? Three years early, yeah. March. Shut up. It's March three years before every year. So that's why it's very clever. They managed to get the current artists in there. Yeah, they good predictors. Yeah. yeah. yeah this year's Hootenanny. The two. Nisloppy. That's yeah. That's actually that was actually filmed in 1999. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, so okay. it's um it's Nisloppy. It's um. My vitriol. <laughs> My vitriol. <laughs> um, gay dad. Um, gay dad. Gay dad. And um, Manson. Uh, no, it's not. It's not actually Manson this year. It's uh, Republic. Um, Mara Manson. Papa Roach. <laughs> Papa Roach. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some Premier League after this. I'm so fancy, but you already know, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the football ramble. I'm so fancy, but you already know. Just sensational. Sensational. Welcome back, everybody. It's the football ramble. Stoke City two, Leicester City two. Mm. Do you remember last season? Do you remember last season? Leicester did this at Stoke last season. It was in September. Yeah. Okay. I've got two words for you, Stolzy. Yeah. Go on. Craig Pawson. Ah, I thought you were going to say Brown. Referee. Yeah. Again. Again. He refereed both the... Mar- I'll just put this out there. Yeah. Put it out there without prejudice. No so, comment. Sounds like prejudice is coming. No, I'll put it out there. I've got just, my ear to the ground and I can hear prejudice. In the words of your favourite man, Rafa Benitez, facts. Okay? <laughs> Craig Pawson was refereeing the game and Marcus Rocco made that two-footed challenge. May not have versus Crystal Palace. Craig Pawson was refereeing the game where Jamie Vardy made that two-footed challenge. Stoke versus Leicester. <laughs> there you are, you see. It's all there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some more comment in there. What is he doing? <laughs> how, how on earth is is that Vardy challenge worse, deem, deemed more punishable mm-hmm. than that Marcus Rocco two well, he, he, well, he did have two feet off the ground. But it, what, Foreign. Ob- objectively <laughs> speaking, you cannot say that was a worse tackle than the Rocco no. team. No, but I mean, you know, if he's made one mistake, it doesn't mean that he's got to be, you know, sort of held up and punished for it forever. For me, the Vardy one was a yellow for me. It was a, it was a yellow personally. He's got the wrong way round. The Rocco one was a nailed on red, and the Vardy one was a yellow. That's that's my. Opinion. I think it's a strong yellow on a weak red. Yeah, I can is see that allowed? That. Is that allowed? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> orange, orange. <laughs> what but do you think, Spiller? I, I I think I think I'd say send them all off. <laughs> no, I, I don't think Vardy was a sending off. I can sort of see in the heat of the moment because Vardy did look like he jumped in and his feet both feet were off the ground. But he was pulled back a little bit, and he did seem a bit harsh, yes. Yeah, and and also, I mean, Pawson missed everything in that United Palace game, as we said, um, and I, I thought he struggled. He's still refereeing while the struggled. game had finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> he struggled, and I, and I think he probably needs a week or two off. Maybe he's trying to get Christmas off. You want to be careful? <laughs> you want to be careful here, mate, because referees are protected like lions. They are. Yeah. What does that mean, though? Because the Lions themselves are actually in, dangerous, in cages, aren't they? Or yeah. I don't, no, I don't That's know. more for our safety than theirs, though, isn't it? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Andy King reckons Leicester have got their champion uh, spirit back after coming from two goals down and a man down as well. It was a great point for Leicester, They didn't actually. come back from a man down. They no. didn't they <laughs> <all right laughs> play their way back up to 11. <laughs> yeah, true. There's nothing you do about that. Yeah, Mark you, Hughes would have been absolutely fuming, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would have been fuming. Yeah, he yeah, would have done. He, he really would have done. But they, they, um, it was a strange old game. Boyan, Boy, Boyajan, whatever we're calling him, he, um, he looked very emotional 
before his penalty. And then he did that really little boy thing of doing the celebration where you pretend you're a little plane. I just, oh, I like I just that. loved that sort of the mm. huge change in, in his, you know. Is that the Vincenzo Montejo? Is that the. Uh, he used to do that? Yeah, he used to. Tell her. Tell her, sorry. Spanish, yeah. yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, Damari Gray and uh, Leonardo Ujoa came on, made a difference. Mm. Made a difference. I, I did think to myself, if Leicester, they're not getting much joy with Vardy up front, and Vardy, we should say as well, did he fancy Christmas off maybe? Mm, well, Although it wasn't really his, you know, it was a harsh one. Yeah. Um, him and Slimani up front, uh, Vardy hasn't had the joy this season, of course, and, and the way they like to play on the break last season, they did a little bit of that against Manchester City. Would a Joa be a better option every now and then? You can hold up the ball a bit more, mm. get his head on things. Well, I know people, Slimani's people, meant well, to kind of do that. as well, in a, in a well, yeah. Yeah. People I, I, don't concentrate on him as much, would yeah. they? So. I always thought that Slimani was meant to just be an upgrade on a Joa. Yeah, it's a, but if it's not working out, a Joa's, you know, he knows the league. I think he's a good player, and I've said for, for a couple of years now that his game is perfectly suited to the Premier League. When yeah. they signed him from Brighton, I thought, a, you can see why they want him. He's so big mm, and powerful. Yeah. Teams in the Premier League can't really defend that mm. well. I mean, we saw that with Stoke. I mean, the, the Joa goal, which was a good header, but I mean, defending was dreadful. Like, the, the ball was in the air for such a long time. The centre back, I forget who it was, um, just let the ball go completely over top of him. He, he looks around, sees a Joa there, who's known as a brilliant header of the ball. Yeah. Right, he knows the cross is coming in. It's quite a high cross. A Joa has to generate some power off. It's not whipped in. He's just got to glance it in. A Joa takes a few steps back, and he's all the time in the world to header it. And the defender is just floundering. Mm. So his game is perfectly suited. If you put balls in the box to him like that, he'll score them. He'll and score and, goals. And Demar Gray can whip a ball in. He can. He can. Yeah. So I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, and Leicester will take a lot of heart from that. And, and if Vardy, you know, it was a straight red so he could miss you know a few games unless it's rescinded or I've not heard he's already been sent off this season hasn't he as well. he? I think so I think it's his second record right. of the season, and, yeah. and, uh, so I, maybe Ajoa could get a little run in the team and their yeah. fortunes could no, I'm not saying that he's a better player but for the, for well, the well, that's, that's the problem isn't it with someone like Vardy he's now because this is what we do in England his reputation is absolutely huge because he's now an England forward Yeah, um, he's not had a brilliant season has he And but it's difficult for Ranieri to make that decision because he's going to get the fans on his back probably they're going to like Vardy because of what he did last year um, but now's his chance. Yeah, now he's got a chance. Now the decision's yeah. been made for him. Hasn't well, it? It's odd, isn't it? it? It seems so strange to say this after you know the season that Leicester had last year and how together they were. And uh, I know they've added a few players, but it, it does look like Ranieri doesn't know his best team. Yeah, it's, maybe it's strange the, the disruption that they've had just from losing Kante. Well, yeah, well, like, they, they did lose an important player, but what I would also say is that we used to allow strikers to go on goal droughts and we don't seem to do that anymore. So, spoken very much be... like a Newcastle fan. Spoken <laughs> 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 so very me, much mate. like a man, a man who plays up top for a Sunday league Believe team. Me, down the South Coast, as Portsmouth fans will tell you, we very much do allow a goal drought. It's, <laughs> it's not a problem for us. Ironically, next to the sea. Yeah, in quotes, we stick with our players. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sunderland got a good, a good win against Watford. They the Black did. Cats are off the bottom. They're one point below Palace and safety. Mm. I tell you, being off the bottom before Christmas is a big thing as well because there's so much that comes with that that stat every year about how only three teams have ever yeah. got, got out of it I think and it kind of, whoever's there they have to deal with all that as well on top of all the other pressure that you have and for, mm. for Moyes to, to not have to think about that over his Christmas dinner is going to be brilliant well, Mike, Mike, Mike more than a feeling is obliged doesn't he <laughs> yes. I, I think six out of the last seven champions have been top at Christmas and all teams with the exception of three um, in, I, think in, I think in Premier League history have been bottom at, um, bottom at Christmas have gone down I think the first right. team to, to get out of it were West Brom famously because I think they beat Portsmouth yeah, right, last yeah. day and that's why I remember it mm. I mean, but Sunderland have got their problems with, with the lack of cash Moyes said that he may not have taken the job if he'd have 
known how little money there was for the January transfer window. That's massive, isn't it? I mean, Mo- Moyes, not... that's, that's revisionist from Moyes, given that his reputation was in the absolute gutter before he took that summer yeah. job. <laughs> but is it a way of trying to force some money out? Probably is, yeah. But he was very get lucky. In my, in my view, he was very lucky to get a Premier League job again. Yeah. So, and he had, to, he had to take that. I mean, if he, if he steers Sunderland out of it, he's going on his way to repairing his reputation. Um, yeah, so. But I mean, Sunderland, always, historically, they're always in this position <laughs> yeah. around about Christmas, and yeah. they always overpay for players. So yeah, quite. it's probably good does good. It's probably good for them if they just take a take a December off. Wasn't Moy saying like back in the early, earlier in the season that he was just openly saying a lot of these players aren't good enough? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a you say it's best for them to take December off. Is that spoken like a true Newcastle? Well, they fan? take September and <laughs> they October only took off. August and September off. <laughs> yeah. can't December, you can't do two. Sorry, months I meant out of financially. Five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, right. They're not gearing up for the January. But Watford are struggling. They they're seven points above the relegation zone at the moment. They've lost four of their last five because they were going really well, and it's it's not a good. Um, it's not a good time for them. It's hard to know what form is anymore because all of these yeah. teams that kind of you historically assume would be just above the relegation mm. zone aren't. That's so you're right. like, what, what's normal parity? What's normal in mm. this league? Well, Troy Deeney's struggling for his 100th Watford goal. That's been on the cards for ages. BBC and everyone's been doing big VT features on Dean and he's, he's not getting that 100th goal. Yeah. <laughs> It's a shame for him. Um, but, but what about this? I mean, the, the former Sunderland manager, Sam Allardyce, speaking on... Uh, San Casapa? On, uh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Did he? Um, speaking on uh, Qatar's uh, premier uh, football show, hosted by Keys and Gray, of course, he said he's ready for a uh, return to, to management, saying, I think I will return probably in the new year, if not before, depending on who approaches me. Not much time. Twelve days left. If not before. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, pass the brandy, well, Technically speaking, there's twelve days left. There's no way you're getting a job on Christmas Day or Boxing Day or New Year's <laughs> Eve. There's, there's nine days left. <laughs> well, do you think between those three, Elvino did flow? Uh, 100%. <laughs> One hundred percent. West Ham, they, they've uh, turned their fortunes around with a couple of wins. Um, they were lucky against Hull. Hull should have been away. I mean, they were unfortunate with uh, hitting the post a couple of times, but some chances they missed. Yeah, they and did. they really needed that as well. And then, and then a questionable penalty was given. And oh dear. I mean, Mark Noble very nearly scored an own goal, didn't he? He headed it onto the yeah. onto his own post and then scored the penalty. So that's a, a nice turnaround for his fortunes there. But they 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 were second best. It was ridiculous. West Ham did that game. West Ham did a Twitter poll, didn't they, for them for vote for the man of the match, and they actually put the post in the in the options, <laughs> yeah. and it won. And it won by Mars, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, uh, Slavon Bilic has cancelled the West Ham Christmas party. He's allowing these players to have a have a, a little drink because they've had back to back wins. Which What's the difference between a party and a drink? Well, Pete, that's a question you failed to answer your whole life. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you asked, Pete. This is for your therapist, because, mate. Well, well, you weren't saying that at two in the morning on Saturday after the old uh, Ramble Christmas dinner, were you? Yeah. Yeah. I was saying Cornet's party. No, yeah. me and you were having an argument about Donald Trump, as I recall. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much anti Trump and Pete's pro. Pete's a. He's got everything in his locker. Pete's using his online uh, experience to uh, help help out Donald's, Donald's campaign. <laughs> no, uh, they've both got Donald in their name. Is yeah. it a coincidence? I think Donald's Donald's son. I'm, I'm the Russian. Yeah. Oh, himself. Donald's son! <laughs> oh, no! It's all becoming clear. Crap. Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> the conspiracy is real. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you asked, though, Peter. What was it? It was between a drink and a Christmas party. Well, Billich himself said there's something between having a couple of beers and getting smashed for three nights in a row. Oh, he's an all Whoa, a that's lot. a big party. Yeah. That's a a lot spectrum there. Yeah. yeah, a huge amount in between. Um, Bournemouth lost. He's met Carroll, to be fair. He has met. <laughs> uh, Bournemouth uh, lost the big South Coast derby 3 1. Uh, home to Southampton. Jay Rodriguez, good to see him back yeah. among the goals for the first time, I think, since 2014. His second was a belter, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was good. A belter. Turn and volley. Oh, Southampton up to seventh. 
They're uh, going places, Luke. Yeah, Jeremy Lavender got in touch uh, on the Facebook. Hello to you, Jeremy. He says, uh, my highlight of the week, I'm just doing this a bit early because it's contextual. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's how radio shows work. Thanks, J Lav. I've heard all the main proper radio shows doing that. Mm. Um, the Mark Clattenberg extravaganza with Bournemouth v Southampton on the undercard. <laughs> the commentary <laughs> team noted how Mr. Clattenberg was signing autographs in the parking lot before the game. <laughs> when your derby is so small that it's overshadowed by a ref, can it really be called a derby? <laughs> I agree with you, Jeremy. <laughs> I agree, and no, it can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, before you move on from Premier League chat, yeah. I, 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 um, apparent, mean- apparently Zlatan's got the best um, goal-scoring starts, second best goal-scoring starts. I, I can't even speak, I'm so excited about <laughs> no, yeah. The second best goal-scoring start yes. of any striker in Premier League history That's behind Ruud van Nistelrooy. Wow. Zlatan's 35 years it's old. Superb. Amazing. Hang on, the best... Uh, he- He's got 11, I think he's got 11 Premier League goals in 16 games, which is the second best start in terms of goal scoring to your Premier League career, behind ah. only Ruud van Nistelrooy. Alan Shearer was still not having him as world class, whereas uh, Phil Neville said he, he was. Alan Shearer seems to think that only like two players can be world class at once. Ever. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah. You're allowed one per continent. Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with Alan Shearer that the, the term world class is Gets bandied around. around yeah, but I don't think he means much. that. I think he uses no, I it. Think he I think that. he uses it as a byword for players he either personally dislikes or who thinks are a bit overrated, and he just sticks his heels in about it. Yeah. You can't say that has won thirteen league titles. If you could coach Thirty. That's thirteen seasons worth of world titles, mm-hmm. uh, championship titles. Did he win with Blackburn? No, he didn't. <laughs> True. Yeah. To be fair, one top with Blackburn is probably worth about 13. <laughs> I mean, the, the second best goal-scoring start in history isn't the best goal-scoring start in history, is it? So no, it's true, actually. Yeah, it's true. It is true. Uh, in the Championship, Birmingham were beaten 2-1 by Brighton, another big side on the south yeah. coast. Oh, that um, was a great game. Spoiled uh, Gianfranco Zola's return to English football. He's, mm. he's replaced Gary Rowett. It's un- I mean, we, for some reason, <laughs> sometimes we forget <laughs> to talk about stuff. I mean, we, we, we forgot to talk mm. about this when it happened with Gary Rowett leaving Birmingham. Bit of a surprise. Absolutely farcical. <laughs> the farcical decision. <laughs> Essentially, I, I've got no problem with Birmingham. I think they're a fine club, mm-hmm. nice stadium, all that other stuff. Um, sad to see them get relegated at the Stop doing that song when you say no, that. No, I've got no problem. I've got no problem with them at all. Generally, no, no, I haven't. No. Don't undermine what, what is essentially a semi-serious point. I hate Villa. Um, it, yeah, is, is, is that, um, you know, I'm pleased they lost at home there because if you fire a good, promising young yeah, manager yeah, who's yeah, doing a yeah. good job, uh, got a good job for you on the straight and mm. circles mm. and hire essentially just a name, mm-hmm. I've got no problem mm. with Zola either, but Gianfranco Zola as a manager is just a name. Yeah. It? We've got Gianfranco Zola as a manager. What else does he do? Well, don't worry about that. It's Gianfranco Zola. But isn't it just... You're going to get beat a lot. But isn't it just um, <laughs> they feared uh, the fact that the original manager wouldn't be able to bring in the sort of talent that Zola would be able to attract because there's new money coming in the club and he, they didn't necessarily well, trust him. Pete, I absolutely agree that Gianfranco Zola can go have a meeting with a young player and say, I'm Gianfranco Zola, come and sign for me. And they probably will. But he has no idea what to do with them when they get to him. <laughs> Gary Rowett can, can manage a group of players. <laughs> Gary Rowett is one of the finest young managers, certainly one of the finest young English managers in the game. And they never get a chance. They do they? Well, it's, Happening it, again. It, it, the problem is, Pete, all that stuff that goes on, I do agree that people moan on too much about English managers not getting a chance. I don't think that's true. But this just serves to, to mm. essentially put weight to their mm. unfair argument. Sherwood's Id- sticking that on his fire. When, exactly. When idiot owners are making farcical decisions because they, 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 they've essentially hired the name Gianfranco Zola. They've not hired a manager. Yeah. They want a nicer class of, a better class of golfing buddy. I think they, that's the case. That's true as well. They want, they want an Arthur Dinner speech at the Christmas party. Mm. That's why they've got him now. 
now. Gary, if you're listening, get yourself a job in China. Come to Portsmouth. We'll bite, we'll bite your hand off, which will make it hard for you to manage. But <laughs> sorry, mate, we're... <laughs> Once we're done Brighton and we're finished with the relevant South Coast teams, we yeah, can come on thanks, to Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I appreciate it. If you excuse me at the end, I really appreciate it, yeah. But on, on Championship news, by the way, David Wagner's apparently off yeah. to Wolfsburg. Mm. Huddersfield Town doing well there. Um, start of the season very strongly. Wow. Friend of Klopp. Um, yeah, Wolfsburg. Mm, indeed. Mm. Good move uh, for him. Speaking of derbies, Jim. Oh, you're pointing at me. Well, Did I you wanted, want to say I just something? wanted to um, point out Anthony uh, Knockart's performance. He was absolutely fantastic He'll against Birmingham. I think he's and the best player in the championship. Well, he's been knocking me. around, or well, knocking around the championship yeah. for a long time. And, uh, anyway, he's, he's still only 25, and I think we, we're going to we're going to see him do well for, for some time. And I'd, I'd like to see Brighton get promoted for loads of reasons, but one of those is I'd like to see him in the Premier League, because mm. he's yeah. a very exciting player. Well, he was in the Premier League, wasn't he, with Leicester? Yeah, he was he Leicester for a while. Yeah. He didn't really play much, today, and it didn't quite work then he out moved for to, him. Um, he moved to Belgium. And That's right. Yeah, it sort of re-found re- him, re- sort of started his career. Then he moved to Brighton. He's been fan- he's been fantastic for a while. He, for me, mm. he, he's the best player outside of the Premier League. And big Glenn Murray getting the winner yeah. as well in the ninety fourth minute. And, and and the great thing about that is, by the way, that Palace can't buy a goal. Isn't Bryce, yeah. isn't he on loan from Palace? Well, they certainly sold him very recently. Mm. Yeah, well, he was a and, and they can't buy a goal. Well, look at our top scorer. <laughs> it's like, well, Pat, I mean, yeah. no, but to, where did he come from? Yeah. Well, actually, Pardew was saying uh, after uh, after the um, the loss against Chelsea, you know, there's nothing wrong with our goal scoring. Well, that's really fine. <laughs> like the other week when he said we, we've scored the most. Well, that, to be fair, they, they have scored. A I few. mean, Benteke is. Well, he said got four against Swansea. He said he said the other, he said the other week um, we we got the, we scored the most goals yeah, away from yeah, home yeah. in the league. Fifteen, we've got conceded nineteen. <laughs> what, literally the worst in the league. Fiddling yeah. as crystals burn. I know, he is. <laughs> um, speaking of derbies, in League Two, it was the Donaldson Moore derby. Portsmouth mm. versus Hartlepool. Here you go, Portsmouth. Yeah, Hartlepool terrible, and Portsmouth couldn't beat him at home. Because yeah, Trevor Carson, ex Pompey, was in goal. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> it's wonderful stuff. Pompey, a fourth, seven points off an automatic promotion spot. Well, you know, they went for that phase of, because I bored you all to death with it, about they kept conceding late goals. Yeah. Mm. But they went through a phase of, like, scoring late goals. Mm. And so I was convinced they were going to nick this as well, but yeah. they weren't able to do that because they will always, always let you down. They are. I mean, look, they are. <laughs> Portsmouth, Mr. Rowell, we will bite your hand off because yeah, that's how we say hello down there. He's not, he's not going near oh, from part of the pool. That's weird. He's not. He's not going near a League Two club, even a big one like Portsmouth. But uh, the, 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 the one thing I would say is, an example of Portsmouth always letting you down, even when they deliver you the FA Cup, they go bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a sting in the tail. Yeah. You know? Exactly. For every uh, action, blah, blah, blah. Battery's not included. I tell you, when we get, if we ever get promoted back to the Premier League again, it, they'll find that the, the stadium subsided and it's going to end up in the <laughs> yeah. sea or something. It's under a big sinkhole. Yeah. More importantly, to start with. In one. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be the opening day of the season. Man United or, or Arsenal, one of the big teams, are coming to town. Sinkhole appears 10 minutes before kick yeah. Oh, no. That's a 3 oh. 0 win to United. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real cold. Cauldron atmosphere. No, it's a literal sinkhole. Yeah, yeah. We're in one. We can't satisfy my pictures. Three nil to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Got a couple of points on the road, but yeah. relegated by <laughs> October. Yeah. Oh dear. Let's go abroad after this. Hi, I'm Limboy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Hi, I'm Limboy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the preview show, sponsored by Bet365, is out on Friday, the last show before Crimbo. Mm. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. What on earth have you got in your hands, Peter? Uh, don't look at it. Um, <laughs> I've got some emails. No, the other hand. Oh, okay. sorry. I've got some emails. Just, just a couple of quick ones, just oh, to shove yeah, them in. Yeah. We don't usually do emails on a Monday, but I thought, you know what? It's Christmas. You thought you've got some good ones. We've got a bursting mail bag. Tony Rutt says, uh, hi, Ramblers. Uh, please accept this as my immediate resignation as official Ramble Stephen Taylor in Portland, Oregon correspondent as my work is done. He in Portland Timbers, Timbers uh, terminated his contract by mutual consent. Oh, I'm uh, pleased that's happened because I'll tell you what, people are very, very keen to get up the old official Ramble title. Mm-hmm. They very, very rarely follow through on the, what they're supposed to be doing. Mm. Yeah. Hence the dairy farmer from the other week. Man. I haven't he, seen a pint he, of milk he from he him. piped up. Yeah, but I haven't seen a pint from, Have you seen a pint of milk from him? I have seen nothing. Raw or otherwise. At least this guy's doing his job properly. Exactly. Yeah, it's very honourable that he's uh, handed back the official... Well, if we can find out where Stephen Taylor's gone next, then yeah. we can uh, essentially get, get another one. No, but he's, he's an honourable chap, this guy. Yeah. Stephen Taylor Network. He's he's handed, is, he, I'm all for it. He's, oh, handed, yeah, yeah. Pa- he's handed back his um, his mm. badge and his gun. Uh, speaking of the aforementioned <laughs> farmer, hello to uh, Harry Watson. It says, good day, fellas. Guess where this guy's from. Uh, given the agricultural <laughs> team... Given the agricultural theme of today's ramble, I felt compelled to write regarding Luke's outrageous claims that a merino jumper would absorb water really well. Merino wool is well known for its water-repellent and wicking properties, hence its use in undergarments, etc. I trust this finds you well, Harry Watson. P.S. I am an Australian merino sheep farmer as well as a pedant, so I uh, feel I am reasonably qualified to comment on this matter. I'm not going to take him on. That's nice. I thought it was nice. I don't think I said that, did I? We were talking about cashmere originally. No, I, said, I think oh, you went something marine. So I think I, you added in merino we later. About Guardiola wearing a cashmere sweater, and I said he won't be wearing that. I brought it. in chenille, and nobody understood what I meant. Okay. I thought you were talking about basketball. I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I won't spend too much on this because obviously it's boring. But I thought we said Guardiola's wearing a cashmere sweater. He should be wearing that in the rain. I said he'd be much better off wearing a merino wool one. And that's essentially what he just said, isn't I'm it? I'm with the farmer. Yeah, me yeah. too. I can't remember, but I assume I'm with the farmer. Yeah, so. fine. <clears throat> he's, the guy knows what he's talking about. I don't, yeah. so whatever. Nice to hear from a guy from San Marino. <laughs> um, <laughs> get involved, though. Show at the Football Round if you want yeah. to say hello. That's the one. Show at the Football in fact. Yeah, yeah, don't forget that. Otherwise, no. it'll bounce all the yeah, way back in anywhere. your face. <laughs> um, the World Club Cup. The big one. Yeah. The enormous one. The whole point of the sport at club <laughs> level. Yeah. 
<laughs> Why do we not hear about this more? Yeah. Are you a bit gutted that the World Club Cup's over now? Yeah, I had the fever. <laughs> <laughs> it really gripped us these it's last really couple hard, of weeks. It's really yeah. hard to lift myself for the show now that was over. <laughs> At least we've got 40 minutes to dedicate to it now. There are, there are probably people listening to this going, what? <laughs> yeah. What's, what? The World Club, that passed me by. Yeah. Um, oh, egg on their face when you mention these two words, Kashima Antlers. <laughs> Real Madrid 4, Kashima Antlers 2. Beautiful. I'm surprised um, Real Madrid were, uh, had the, had the um, wherewithal to battle back because presumably they just didn't want to get injured for the league campaign. Yeah. No. Well, well if they played, I mean, presumably for marketing purposes, they played their big guns. So. Yeah, and they went into extra time as well. Yeah, yeah. Did you, well, The players look pretty pumped, to be fair. The they Antlers nearly. They want to win stuff. But they, they won it in 2014 as well. Yeah, they did. Yeah. The Antlers nearly, uh, they nearly won. Yeah. I mean, they were two one up, but they were two one up, and then Ronaldo yeah. scored a hat trick. Absolute highlight of the game for me was um, Sergio Ramos, Kayla Navas coming out, oh yeah, and heading the ball away, and absolutely decimating Sergio Ramos. <laughs> 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 he just pole driving him into the ground. I was really yeah. scared for he got, he got properly hurt. He, he was able to get up. <laughs> Ramos was like, "Oh, that's what it feels like." Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe Navas is trying to test Ramos's limits. <laughs> well, I'll tell you <laughs> what, he passed that test with flying colours. He got yeah. up again. Well, he nearly he should have been sent off. Yeah. I mean, this was the worst decision of the weekend. I mean, you talk about offside goals and and your man was it Paulson? Uh, you know, from from um, Craig Paulson. Paulson, sorry. Uh, Ramos was on a yellow card in the 88th minute. It was two all at the time. Player went past him, and Ramos's professional foul had yeah, gone it, yeah. down. And the referee sort of went to his pocket, and it seemed to sort of change his mind. Okay, now that Sack in the air. Well, the air. I mean, you don't want to. Well, you do want to accuse him of something, but obviously you can't. <laughs> I mean, how, how does that suspension work? Are you banned for the next Club World Cup game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? Hang on, wasn't this the? Uh, wasn't this the first match it used uh, video replays? Was it was that? The tournament, Mod- uh, not the match. Because Modric was really annoyed about it. It's it disgusting. Well, All of this is disgusting. Was he, was he watching the replay over the ref's shoulder? <laughs> yeah. You see, look, that's where I touched him, yeah. <laughs> or I didn't touch him, rather. Um, but yeah, that's right. In the tournament, the the, the first. Um, Penalty was given uh, thanks to a video replay, which mm. was incredible, really. It took like a minute or something, didn't it? Yeah. It took a lot longer. The referee just ran to. to the side of the pitch and was watching it on a little monitor. Yeah. And, and I'll defer to you, Pete, because you're the Japanese football expert here. <laughs> uh, but, um, yes. Kashima Antlers, I think, only, they qualify as hosts. They did. Yeah, so they, the they champions really, of the host nation. They did well to get to the, the final then, really. They did. Mm. Well, the Asian champions um, were, how, how would you pronounce this? John Book uh, Hyundai Motors. I don't know. We'll call them Motors. Yeah. Um, Hyundai, that, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, Hyundai Motors, yeah, yeah, is, the, okay, is yeah. the next bit. It was the first bit I was struggling with. They were knocked out in uh, in, in the quarters. Um, the famous Brazilians that have played for Kashima include Zico, Leonardo and Jorginho. Oh, I remember Zico. The, I think that's the, the first time I heard of them, yeah. When I, when I saw Venfrat Kohu just outside Tokyo, I think uh, this team in question is like 100 miles above Tokyo, but mm. when I went to see that, that leafy little team uh, in the middle of nowhere, um, there was like two jobbing Brazilian footballers just bossing <laughs> it. I mean, d- didn't do any work, yeah. but they scored like two goals and in the, Al- in the Am- um, Alex Bayos book, Brazil, the football, uh, football, the Brazilian way of life, right, he yeah. talks very extensively about how Brazilian players are just everywhere. They yeah. really are. He starts off with um, chatting to players who are playing in the Faroe Islands League. Yeah, Brazilian it's, it's players. It's amazing. Iceland as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I think it's a brilliant book. Right? Yeah. Casapa was Brazilian, so... He was. <laughs> he one, one, well. of, one of our favourite uh, Claudios. Yeah. yeah. Another frozen wasteland <laughs> <laughs> visited by a Brazilian player. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of records, Alvaro Morata became the first ever fourth substitute used in the history of men's competitive football. What? How about that? <laughs> it was an extra time, no, wasn't it? They it get an extra one extra time, don't that's they? That's right, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's a funny one, isn't it? I think mm. it was a Casemiro who came off, I think it was. Was it? He, just, oh, it he, might have been Ronaldo, actually. Oh, yeah, he, yeah. Ronaldo to come off. Okay. I can't remember if it was uh, from... Should Morata be given a trophy for that? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it does make sense. Man United got him on for 12.99. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, dear. it's been an incredible year for, for Real Madrid. It really has. I mean, since they sacked Rafa Benitez at the start of 2016. Right, why did he put that in? <laughs> Well, the, you should right, be happy. Fact. I just thought you didn't want to get him, would you? One of Rafa's facts. <laughs> Since they sacked Rafa Benitez at the start fact. of Don't January. Don't repeat it. Okay, well, he's happened. Marcus. Foolish. Why is Pete not happy with yeah. this? <laughs> he wouldn't have got, you wouldn't have got Monsieur Manji if that had not had happened. So, Messiah. Yeah, Messiah, sorry. Like, yeah. Messiah, yeah. He would not have been ordained as yeah. our minister. Right. Think of all those bed sheets that would have gone to waste just on beds. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so since the sacking of yeah. Rafa, okay. um, Real Madrid have gone on, on to win the Champions League, the Super Club, the Club World Cup, and go 37 games unbeaten. <laughs> Super Club, did you <laughs> say? Say. You say? Is that Jürgen Klopp's <laughs> alter ego? Marcus, what are you saying? When he it? takes his glasses off, <laughs> or has them knocked off his face, he becomes <laughs> Super Klopp. He's got a, why have you got a phone box in the changing room? Go get pressed. Um, would you, are you, what are you trying to say there, Marcus? I'm just reading between the lines. Are you trying to say that Benitez should take a lot of credit for laying the foundation? I should think, I think so. so. Like yeah. Jared Julia, the 98 World Cup. Yeah. Or, um, he should get his own medal. Uh, Nigel Pearson, the yeah. Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> I should say so. I should say so. Um, let's go to the Bundesliga. Bayern are playing uh, Red Bull Leipzig this week. Yeah, this week. is a fascinating story. And I feel and this like, is a big one. I feel like we've been sleeping on this story a little bit. Like Red Bull Le- yeah. Leipzig, a very, very controversial team in, in, uh, in Germany for being funded by, um, by the, the owner of Red Bull. Uh, whose name escapes me, the Austrian guy. And they've been uh, promoted five times in seven seasons. They're now mm. joint top of the Bundesliga. Mm. Um, but they've been playing some good stuff. I mean, they've got, they've got Emil Forsberg, who's a really, you know, really good uh, Swedish playmaker, and he's player of the year last year in, um, in the second division when mm. they were promoted. But for them to just... I know there's a controversy around how they've done it and how... You know they circumvented the, uh, the rules in, in, in Germany about... Yeah. Needing fifty-one percent of fan ownership, it's and very, stuff like very that. Fan um, representation, yeah. kind of um, shady the way they, they've done that as well. One, one really interesting thing is they're not actually called Red Bull Leipzig; they're called Rasenball Sports Leipzig, which means I think it's Lawn Ball Sports. It does, yeah, to get the RB in their name, yeah, basically. Oh, right, yeah, so they become yeah. sort of very deliberately colloquially na- no, known Marcus, as that, and right. they never call themselves Rasenball yeah. Sport. And it's 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 pretty pretty shady, and it's the membership thing, isn't it? Is is, the big, is big in Germany, as you said, with the fifty plus one rule. They've got seventeen members, yeah. many of whom work for Red Bull. So because, really, and, like, and because they bumped up the f- the, uh, the membership price to eight hundred euros each, which is like ten times bigger than um, mm. than Bayern Munich, and I don't think that's even for for at that level. Right, I think okay. that's even to just like have a, not not have a say to right, just be okay. a member. But anyway, so they're playing. Um, they're playing Bayern Munich away on Wednesday night in in essentially a top of the table clash. Uh, they've won five league games away from home and drawn a couple already uh, this season. They're in, they're, they're doing well. Yeah, I mean, I mean as, they're, a, they're as doing, a team, of they're players, doing the business. They're doing yeah. yeah, yeah, they're not liked in Germany. So it's a couple of England. Mm. <laughs> that's all yeah, the rage. Fine, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, uh, without, without sort of, I, don't, I hope I'm not missing the point. And there are many people out there who know a lot more about it than I do, and I understand that. But I mean, Bayern Munich are essentially. There's a hegemony there with Bayern Munich. I mean, they, they're ridiculously well funded. You've got well, Wolfsburg have got a history of being funded by Volkswagen. Hoffenheim as well. Bayer Leverkusen are, are you know, funded by Bayer, the pharmaceutical company. So there, so is, a, there is an element of this is a bit of a, yeah, oh, you've come along lately, Johnny come lately, and we True. don't like it sort of thing. But it's not hugely different, I don't think. It's We're, a tricky one in Germany at the moment because Bayern are not well liked because they've dominated yeah. the sport. And as you say, they're well funded. And then Leipzig, as you've said before, just a minute ago, that yeah. then they're not well liked. So that, if those two are going for the league title, then... You're damned if one way or the other. There is a rule in Germany that that companies can invest in a team if they've done so for 20 years, or they can look sort of like have a controlling say. So I think that's the case with Wolfsburg and with yeah. um, Bayer, where it's with, with um, Leipzig, they have circumnavigated that, so mm. it's slightly different. And Also, you've got a feel for Salzburg, who were their original team, who've now basically become like a feeder club for them. Right. I think three players have been, have been sent from Salzburg well, to, about, to Leipzig. What about Cologne? 
Well, those aftershave companies sponsor yeah. them. Yeah, I know, yeah. yeah it's an absolute disgrace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you didn't deserve yeah. that laugh. He recently yeah. had a child. <laughs> <laughs> very, very dad-like tonight. <laughs> tonight? Dad jokes. Every week, that's, mate. That's about his stock in trade. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what the listeners love him. He's using a bull worker. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I feel like you three are my children. No. That's no. a bit odd. No, uh, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pete and I can't be brothers after the things we've done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pregnant. Um, (laughs) Let's move on to Ligue 1, because this is a nice story, because Nice and Mario Balotelli will finish top of the year. Top of the year? The top top of the league at the end of the year, sorry. After the main man scored a brace in a 2-1 win. They're four points above Monaco in second, seven points above PSG in third. They finished fourth last season, 33 points behind Paris Saint-Germain. Balotelli's having a lovely time. He really mm. is, and it's great to see. He'll drop off. He'll drop. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, he's actually been out of the team for a while, but he was, he was back at the weekend against Dijon, and he was absolutely mustered. How's that one? <laughs> Marcus, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, the last time that Nice won the league, I think, was in uh, 1959. But PSG are not having a good season by their own standards. Unai Emery is under increasing amount of pressure. There's talk he could lose his job if things don't perk up. The name's in line to replace him if he does get the boot, and this is this is wonderful stuff. Gus Hiddink, yeah. Fabio Capello, and Louis Van Hal. Oh. They're big hitters. I prefer Van Hal. <laughs> would you? Yeah. Mancini was mentioned, but I think that those three—it's class, isn't it? Van Hal. Like, why would they go near Van Hal, man? <laughs> Di Maria's looking at that going, oh, come on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just make it Oh, God, if it's working out for Juan Mata, yeah. someone's got to take this weird... <laughs> just night pride. terrors every night. I absolutely love that. Uh, before we go to the highlights of the week, we have to go to Argentina. Um, we mentioned Juan Sebastian Verón coming out of retirement for an amateur side in Argentina a few months ago. Scored the only goal of the game, by the way. He's now going to come out of retirement properly this time for his former side of Studiantes after he said he would if fans bought 65% or more of the boxes at the club's new stadium which I think is a bit of a stupid thing the fans to do because Veron's 41 yeah, what, what and he's training yeah and he's training for the upcoming Copa Libertadores campaign that's like Champions League yeah. so it's like do you want a 41 year old man playing in your team because if you do buy up a load of boxes South Why have they got a ball them then? Mate, it's Argentina. <laughs> it's just a legend there, and he's a legend there. Do they have boxes? And South America <laughs> have a great, a great history of letting sort of illustrious clubs be just mouthpieces and and, show, <laughs> and, and carnival floats for ex-players. Indeed. Um, oh, by the way, we, we were mentioning Carlos Tevez. He's moved to China for a reported uh, six hundred and fifteen thousand, hundred thousand pounds a week at Shanghai Shenhua. Wow. Who were married, managed by Gustavo Poyet. And the, oh, really? And yeah. the, talk, the talk is, um, I read a, uh, an article or two this week saying that Oscar was being linked to him mm. in China. I think, uh, yeah, he may have gone now. Has he gone? About 60 million. There was, wow. there was, there was big talk about Okay. That. Crazy. I'm, off to, I'm off to China in February, so have that. Things. Yeah, you're yeah. not getting paid. Windows no. shut, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Um, highlights of the week with Luke Moore. Here we go, uh, Jasha Elliott. He says, My heart of the week is Tony Cascarino's suggestion in today's Times that Ronald Koeman needs to employ David Moyes' tactics in the Liverpool derby tonight as, in quotes, his sides were always tough to beat. That's David Moyes, who managed Everton in 13 league derbies, winning two, drawing three, and losing eight. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag, you would understand if you haven't played, you wouldn't understand if you played the game. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Um, I'm going to do hashtag again. You wouldn't understand if you haven't played the game. It makes more sense. <laughs> Michael Mi- Mi- Maguire, friend of the Ramble, almost certainly. I've seen his name so many times. I don't forget a name like Michael very often. Mm. Um, it's as soon as Marcus is obsessed with either the Magnificence or his secret other love who you won't, you won't name. Uh, my beloved Celtic have now had the best ever start to a season domestically. Yeah. 
Whilst our league is crap in terms of quality, we're undefeated in 20 games with 19 wins, averaging almost three goals a game. It's an achievement in anyone's book. 11 points clear with two games in hand. The honesty is strong in this group. Hail, hail. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a good one from David Doughty. Now, you guys may remember last year David got in touch talking about um, having Yorkshire puddings on Christmas dinner. Yeah. And we sort of, I, I think I poo-pooed it. Uh, and we talked about it at length because that's the kind of... Well, I think we were short of content that week. <laughs> uh, anyway, he says... Oh, we have a long on it. And, and coincidentally, we're short of content this week. <laughs> so we've got an update. He says, this is my Christmas dinner Yorkshire pudding update. Last year, I wrote to the Ramble in search of support for my pro-Yorkshire pudding slash Christmas dinner argument that occurs in our household every year. Much to my dismay, my campaign fell at the first hurdle when Luke Moore, a man known infamously for his love of food, true, shot down my wonderful idea. Jim actually uttered the words, I think we should have officially endorsed this before Luke chimed in with his uncharacteristically anti-stodge stance. <laughs> I've had to wait a whole year to follow this up, but last Christmas I played the excerpt from the ramble to my mum and dad to try and stoke up the old argument once again. <laughs> After playing them my clip, my mum simply nodded, turned back to the TV smugly and said nothing. My dad simply chimed in with, what shit do you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> can Luke please make a U-turn and officially endorse the Yorkshire Pudding as part of a Christmas dinner so my poor family can finally put this debate to rest? I'll happily do it. I, you yeah. know, you I'll love endorse it too, yeah. Christmas I, I, is about indulgence, right? I, yeah. If you yeah, want quite. something, have it. My, my, Sprouts my, out, pudding in. My point at the time was ro- Yorkshire pudding is with roast beef, but I don't want to ruin a family's Christmas, so I'm happy if you'd have Again. it. Again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've told you about the argument I have every single year. My mum insists on cooking the roasties the night before. Nah. No, that's all not, right. It's no, not no, right. No, that, she that, cooks that, the she cooks the meat the day before, or maybe two days before, and she leaves it out in the... She just leaves it out in, like, what you would probably call a small courtyard. What is? It's we, right. It's not right. Can we come to, to your house and do a video? It's about not your, right. To be fair, it, it, that is a way to do some things the night before. Yeah, it but drives but, me I mean, leaving mad. it in a courtyard. To, I don't know, Marcus. If, if, if you don't mind me saying, yeah. you can mash your swede the night before. You can boil your carrots and your parsnips the night before ahead of roasting. You can't do your meat the night before. It needs to be cooked. Have a bit of time know, for rest I and just, then be served. I just don't understand. You can slow cook it. You can you can also um, no, you can also it, leaving it in potatoes. the courtyard is not slow well, cooking. Yeah. <laughs> How hot is it in? <laughs> <laughs> for like ten, yeah, but for like for, for, for my entire life, we only ever had roasties to cook night cook the night before and meat cooked like two days before and then left to get cold. And we never, we rarely have hot meat. Pete, is this your elaborate way of asking if you can come to one of our houses? Yeah, yeah, really yes, please. <laughs> Marcus's house has got a dog. I'm going there. Yeah, they don't eat it for dinner. What do you call a, lo- sorry, a lobby? A lobby. What you call a, a lobby? lobby? A lobby. Like you come in, basically, it's a UPVC um, uh, police box that's on the front of your house. What the hell? Sorry, do you, do you want to take a minute? <laughs> I have no idea. It's a, it's a door you come in, there's another door. It's two doors. No, it's not even a conservatory, it's, a, it's too a small. Porch. A porch. There we go. A, por- <laughs> a bloody porch. There we go, bad boys. A courtyard. A courtyard. A small courtyard. When are you off back to Beano Town for Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> a courtyard, is it? Anyway, I've, I've got a few more of these, just real quick, so I, don't want, I want people to get Otherwise, we need, we need to get out the drawbridge. I yeah. mean, the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want people to get a mention because they've taken the time to email in. Um, James Alistair David, a bit of a callback, but do you guys remember the oldest winger in town? Dickie yeah, Borthwick. Dickie Borthwick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently he scored on debut for his new club and he got a mention in the Metro this morning. <laughs> he got a move! A footballer, <laughs> a footballer scored his debut for his new club at the age of 81. Dickie Borthwick turned out for Dorset side Portland Town FC's veterans team in a charity match against a squad of youngsters. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Youngsters. And, uh, just I mean, what would say? I mean, 50s. I mean, he's been usurped by the world's oldest paedophiles that, that week, so... Well, um, 101. Unbelievable. Yeah. 101. Sent, hey, to, unbelievable. sent to jail, to be fair. To be yeah. fair to Pete. You know. so, he went out loud. Hey, do you mind if I get back to it? 
Andy <laughs> Reid, a low light this week was Marcus Speller oh, saying yeah. that Jack Wilshire was the greatest player in Bournemouth's history on the preview show. Oh, I wondered if that would come back to bite you. George Best played for Bournemouth. Oh. I mean, he, admittedly, Mark, five, I mean, he did uh, for a lot of teams. Fifteen years after winning the European Cup. But sometimes you'll hear a fact about George Best, the team he's played for. You go, what? Where yeah. did that come from? No, yeah. yeah. Surprised yeah, yeah. he didn't play in the Faroe Islands. Played for Dunstable Town, I believe. Yeah. As well. And this is the final one. And this is an old story, but I really want to bring it up in case people haven't heard it. Uh, it's from Eunice Muhammad. He says, "My highlight was finding this Roy Keane story." Mm. Right. And this is where it picks up the, uh, the story from Roy Keane's book. And apologies if you heard this before, but it's very, very interesting. I don't think you guys have heard it. So I rang Mark Hughes. Robbie Savage wasn't in the Blackburn team when I asked Mark if we could try and arrange a deal. This is when he was Sunderland manager. I remember this. Sparky mm. said, yeah, yeah, he's lost his way here, but he can still do a job for you. Robbie's legs were going a bit, but I thought he might come up at Sunderland and give us a lift. Uh, the way Dwight York had, a big personality in the dressing room. Sparky gave me permission to give him a call. <laughs> so I got Robbie's mobile number and I rang him. It went to voicemail. Hi, it's Robbie. What's up? Like the Budweiser ad. I never called him back. I thought, I can't be fucking signing that. <laughs> I remember that at the time. No. Yeah. Oh, I remember that one. Okay. Yeah. I, think, I think we might have read that out of the show oh, before. I love it. It's I a love lovely, it. it's a lovely always, little story. It's always worth uh, revisiting that. Yeah. I've got a highlight. Dries Mertens became the first player to score back-to-back Serie A hat-tricks yeah. in over 42 years. I was going to pick that. Did he score at like 13 minutes or something like that, wasn't it? He scored wasn't four, a record. all past yeah. Joe Hart. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah, it, it was. was. I think it was in 30 minutes. Game. Yeah. Because there was like, that, that story came out in the first half, I think, because he's oh, got him in right, 30 okay. minutes. And it was like, that's a hell of a story. And then a torrent of goals went in. That's and it was like, lovely. wow. But he, um, you hear stats, you talk about people going, oh, sorry, you know, it's a bit defensive. I don't score goals anymore. And then people say, you know, it's a bit of a cliche. You know, it's not like that anymore. You're being lazy with that. You should watch some more Serie A. And then you hear stats like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. But, and uh, there, was a, there was a lovely hat trick in uh, La Liga for Sevilla. Yeah. Where a defensive midfielder, Vicente Ibora, he came on at half time and scored three. And it was, a, it was a lovely scene because he got two. And it's very unlike this guy to score, or let alone yeah. be on two goals. They got a penalty in injury time. There was a big old discussion who was, was taking that yeah. penalty. And you could see him, he's going, come on, come on. You know, <laughs> and, the, and the regular penalty takers just go, oh. the captain's like, come on. And he scores. You know. yeah. But um, it, was, it was great stuff. My highlight of the week was actually from that game as well because Adil Rami got sent off for um, Sevilla. And uh, he was, he was, you know, he was arguing his case. He wasn't happy to be sent off. And one of the, one of the Malaga players waved a card at him. I, I just really? love that. You've seen the imaginary really? card from players to a ref, but like pr- it's a proper sort of go on, mate, jog on. <laughs> <Was it>? Brilliant. <laughs> this is like, so nonchalant. That is brilliant. That my, is brilliant. My highlight week is that Amazon ran out of our books briefly. Yes, they did. But they're back in stock now. So get bloody ordering. The Football Ramble book. And, yeah. and also, if you can't, I mean, they will be in, in stock again at Amazon uh, very, very soon if they're not already. Mm. Um, but you can go to Waterstones and you can go to uh, bookdepository.com, which has free worldwide delivery. Ooh. And of course, you can get the audiobook at the uh, audible.co.uk forward slash football ramble. And if it's your first audiobook, you can get it for free. So, lovely. Get it for a present, get it for a pre- as a present to yourself. There we are, you see. And that's going to be our last plug for the book. week <laughs> <laughs> before Christmas, final one. That's yeah. right, that's mm. right. Treat yourself to the Christmas special as well. Yes. Available yes. now for ACAS Plus subscribers. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed soon it. on the iTunes and Sendal. I enjoyed the uh, Christmas special immensely. I brought three games play. along. I brought along Good King Wenceslas. You're never going to be able to remember these names, Good King Wenceslas. Right. Um, While well, Freddie Shepherd watched his flock. <laughs> right. And I heard the barks on Christmas Day. They're uh-huh. the three ones I brought. Yeah. I aced the Freddie Shepherd competition, not to spoil anything. Yeah. Well, you have. You have spoiled it, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Was it enough? I, to, was it enough to win? I know. Find did I win the, the marathon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, won that battle? Or did you win the war? There we are. <laughs> uh, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. A, a merry Christmas to you. We will be back, of course, with the preview show at the end of the working week. When we can actually wish them a merry Christmas because that'll be our final. Christmas. But we can still wish them a merry Christmas now. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Well, that's have right. A, have a lovely Yule tide. And I'm also interested <laughs> in what people's favourite uh, brand of mince pies are. I've been very, very into the uh, Sainsbury's short crust in store baked mince pies. Mm. Very strong. I'm yet to have one. Oh, come on. I've only just realised I'll that. bring some in. I'll bring some in on Thursday. They're not going to send any to you. No, I know. Well, you never know. Um, but, <laughs> it's too late. They'll never get there. Because I've, I've had little of getting awarded. Uh, I shouldn't have been awarded award winning this year. No, I, that's, they that's, they that's get that nothing. every year. And it seems to be... My mum... Oh, we always have a I say, mum, I'll bring one from like Fortnum and Mason's like tat, like a Christmas pudding and some mince pies and stuff. You changed. I know. Yeah. Uh, gladly. Uh, <laughs> and I go back and she goes, oh, well, no, I shouldn't have got the better ones. And then uh, she eats them and she goes, yeah, it's all right. It's yeah. quite good. There's some in the courtyard. Help yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you do want to Get them from the helipad, Pete. Yeah. Oh, these icing ones are rubbish. They taste like dog food. No, that is dog food. <laughs> Look, that's what you want after you've been out shooting. In, in, well, come back, that's, another, come back with... that's another story. <laughs> you don't have to shoot your own mince pies. On the hunt. <laughs> are you hunting mince pies? <laughs> 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 well, we, 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 I say we must leave. It's a yeah. podcast, not a radio show. We take as long as we want. But I no, think Nanny's best. picking me up. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Goodbye, Luke. Uh, see you in the courtyard. <laughs> say goodbye, Peter. Send us a picture of your courtyard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.